Hi, this is Kansas Bowling, director of Troma's BC Butcher, and you're listening to The Horror Show with Sean and Joe. everybody and welcome to the horror show the show that dissects mutilates dismembers and butchers all of your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and other horror related events i'm sean i'm joe guys thanks for waiting sorry for the delay snow is the shits sucks i want to start off just by swearing <laughs> immediately yeah immediately um yeah we got slammed yeah slammed with snow and I don't think it's going to stop. I think it's just going to keep going, like, until never. Yeah, we were forever. pretty good this winter. Yeah, up until... <laughs> up until we were going to record. Yeah, both times. <laughs> yeah. So annoying. Um, so, here it is. Our final installment of Toby Hooper. Are you sad? No. I'm Are so you? happy. I'm so <laughs> fucking happy. Not just because of his movies, but just because I'm so tired of watching, like, four movies in a week. Which is crazy, because I could watch... I, no, it's, it's just because it's, it's his movies. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's totally him. Sorry, Toby. Oh, my God. Because <laughs> I was just like, wait a minute. Last year, I watched like 250 movies. <laughs> yeah, when you pitched the idea, I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Like, just to take one director and watch everything they've done. And then when we got to this, like, in particular, the ones for this episode, Oof. that last stretch was like, just make it stop. Yeah. Well, guys, we really hope you enjoy it. Thank you so much for waiting and being patient with us. We've got some cool announcements coming up, so stay tuned and uh, enjoy. Yeah. In 1995, Toby Hooper's The Mangler is a dud with fans and critics alike. He again turns to TV, making about an episode a year on various shows for the next nine years. But in 2004, he makes his return to film and goes back to his low-budget roots. From 2004 to 2013, Toby will only work on five projects, two of which are for TV. Toby is older and clearly slowing down, but his passion for horror is still there. With that much passion, maybe, just maybe, he can rekindle that fire. The fire that started burning under the hot Texas sun in the summer of 1974. From The Horror Show and the Fangoria Podcast Network, this is Serial Killer. All right, everyone. Welcome to the final installment, episode four of Toby Hooper's Serial Killer special. Yeah. Like we said in the intro, glad that we're done here. We are. Really glad. Yeah. Really glad. In our next episode, I was like, oh boy, I can't watch him because we're doing Valentine's Day and we have some sad news to break to everyone too. <laughs> but 
we have a Valentine's Day uh, special next week. And so you have to watch, we obviously have to watch a ton of movies for it. We're kind of changing the format this year, though. Um, but I was like, kind of like, I can't do it. And then I watched like two of these person's movies and i was like i love these movies so yeah. much i could do this forever <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're all like this quality it's I'm, crazy I'm how much a difference a a good movie makes truly truly and um speaking of no i don't know i don't have a segue but speaking of people's t- beliefs of toby hooper i guess is a segue um my phone is not on silent uh we got a lot of feedback from fans Oh, also, one of our fans, Tony Smith, new NJ on Twitter, pointed out a great thing that we are part of the Toby Hooper curse because of these snowstorms, which I love, yeah. which I, I'm hoping he means like just unable to finish something <laughs> or, or we just suck as it goes we just, on <laughs> we just, or that too. Um, but we, we definitely struck a chord with some people in these later Toby Hooper movies, specifically Poltergeist and the mangler the mangler yeah. surprisingly <laughs> and also surprising how many people dislike texas chainsaw massacre that that is surprising yeah and it was so surprising that i googled it to see if this is a thing <laughs> that people don't like and oh it's a thing people don't like it that's why i love talking about movies because one person's like favorite could be another person's most hated. Yeah. And the people that we spoke with um, about it, very rational, right? Mm-hmm. Very um, understanding. You mean they're aware that people might have differing opinions? Yeah. yeah. But some of the threads I found online were, were not rational. <laughs> of course. And they were like, well, like one of the words that really stuck out to me was that people would call it overrated. And it just makes you think, what is, what is overrated, though? Like, what does that mean? Right. What does it mean? I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, I get, I get it, and I've probably said it on the show before, calling things overrated. But just to say that without having a reason behind it is, like, crazy. And the people that we spoke with about it had perfect, like, reason behind it. I don't care. Like, I don't care if you, like, I, I get it when you think, because there's so many movies that I watch, and I'm like, why would people think that? Right. And then I see these posts online, though, that are like, this is overrated. And someone will be like, well, no, it's not. It's, like, really good and blah, blah, blah. And this person would say, like, just go fuck yourself. <laughs> it's like a piece of shit. And I'm like, mm, well, <laughs> let's agree that it's not a piece of shit. <laughs> like, all right? Like, that's insane to say, because, like, everybody in the horror community would probably fight you about that, including our Valentine who said it's our favorite horror movie. Wait, who said that? Well, let's just get into the Valentine issue. So our Valentine's day special was supposed to be Kurt Russell. Right. It is. We had to switch. We didn't have to switch. He's always my Valentine every (laughs) year, but we decided to switch because it's women in horror month, February. And we figured why not just keep that our theme if we're going to name a Valentine anyway? And this year, last year was Jamie Lee. Yep. And this year will be Mrs. Barbara Crampton. Yes. And she, her favorite movie is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, okay. So. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just It's funny. such a nice progression to go from Jamie Lee. It's like your your first crush. Mm-hmm. You know, mild and tame. And mm-hmm. then you go to Barbara and it's just like full on lust. Uh, I have some stuff to say about Barbara, but I'll save it for that show, though. <laughs> it's just... 
Oh, we got to save it. Okay. We got to talk about Toby Hooper as much as we don't want. <laughs> Do we have to? I pulled, up, I pulled up my notes and I separate them obviously by movie. Why wouldn't I? But anyway, I separate <laughs> them by movie, but I see all the titles on the note. And uh, I was just like, oh, no. I have to revisit these. Like, uh, yeah. Because we watched them so long ago in preparation for our original record date. And now I'm just like, ooh. Yeah. Like Mortuary. I want to talk about that. No, but let's talk about what some of our fans had to say. Cause I, um, I had some of them, I actually like forced them to send me messages about it. <laughs> oh yeah. I was like, cause people would be like, I hate you guys for saying this about this. I'd be like, can you send me an email <laughs> detailing that please? And I do actually want to read them. I wouldn't ask you if I didn't want to read them. Cause I am very curious. So, um, first one is David H this comment like blew my mind and it's exactly what I wanted to say, but listen, we're on a podcast. We can't just be like, everything's just like, meh. <laughs> I have no feelings about this. I just have to overreact. Are you sure we can't do that? Cause that's pretty much my notes for the next four movies we're about to talk about. It's true. <laughs> um, but David H um, because I had said, we had a conversation on the last episode where I said, is Toby Hooper a bad director? And I said, yes. Mm-hmm. And But David H. on Facebook really nipped it in the bud. And he said, Toby Hooper isn't a bad director. He's just not good. One hit wonder with a couple okay albums after his debut, but could never capture the magic of the first. Well that put. is well put. 100% accurate. He's just not that good. He did have an awesome, huge hit. And that was it. Every, I agree. Everything after that is just... I think others will argue that Poltergeist is doesn't cement him as a one-hit wonder but oh yeah i'm sure yeah yeah but i agree yeah um isaac c had a just a note on our talk about freddy he said they did mention freddy using his glove when he was still alive in freddy's dead his daughter sees him murder her mom and she goes into his hidden room in the basement where we see every glove he's ever used in the whole series he said, also, you guys did a Tales from the Crypt episode with a big director. Oh, yeah, because we said, <laughs> had we ever seen one? And he said, um, it was the first episode on All Through the House, directed by Robertson. Right, yes. Oh, God. Oh, God. So, and he also said there's a good movie about Gustav the Crocodile if we wanted to Yeah, Rogue. Yeah. Yeah. No, another one. Oh, what? Primeval. Oh, shit. So you'll have to check that out. I will? Don't check it. Oh, you will, but. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. I watched Crocodile. Are we not talking about that? You can, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, we also had an email from Amy, who will be the voice of the Poltergeist fans. Okay. Um, she says, she wrote an awesome big email. I wish I could like share these whole emails. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how the best way to do that is, but... um. So she, but her, her main point is, uh, the main reason I love Poltergeist is the, well, she did say, I think she said she hate us. She hated us. But then she <laughs> said she did love our podcast and she loves talking about that stuff. But we, we kind of broke her heart with this. Um, she said, the main reason I love Poltergeist is the writing. I write horror scripts as a hobby, not as a living. And being able to write a script like Poltergeist is something I aspire to do. I could see that. I mean, did Toby write the script? No. Okay. Toby didn't write like anything after Toby's Texas lazy. Chainsaw. He's, <laughs> he, I mean, we'll get into that, but yeah. Um, so lazy. Um, <laughs> she says the character development is perfect. I just fall in love with this family. I think this is a place where a lot of horror films fall short. You need to love the characters and to be emotionally invested in them. 
If you don't love the characters before the shit hits the fan, then you are rooting against them instead of suffering with them. The, the pot smoking scene, the TV remote control weirdness, the pool guy hitting on the daughter and her giving them the finger. These aren't filler scenes. They're incredibly important. They make the characters relatable and lovable. Now, obviously, this aspect of the film didn't affect you guys the way it affected me. But this is where I'm coming from. I mean, it's a very it's fair a, point. Yeah, it is. It is. And I think and I tried to explain this in Twitter, which is just the worst thing, because I'm just like a rambler. So, like, I can't do Twitter because I'm like, <laughs> it'd take me 13 messages um, just to get one basic point across. I'm just not. And maybe it's now. Maybe I don't know. But I don't have that. Um, I don't want to say imagination, but for something to really capture my imagination at this point in my life. <laughs> It would, it's a huge feat, like to really capture me and like bring me into something. It's, yeah, you know, I think maybe Star Wars did it. The newest one? Yeah. But I don't know. It's, it's just interesting. Uh, well, riddle me this, Amy. Why does the boy wear a baseball cap when he's going to bed? I did want to say this one thing. As for the special effects, I can't argue with you too much. <laughs> It was 1982. The effects then weren't amazing, but I still think the bathroom scene is rad, and I don't know how you can't like that. So she, um, she, you know, gives us her blessing after that. She says, "You guys are all right in my book." <laughs> well, thank you, Amy. Yeah. So thanks, Amy. We really appreciate that. That is really awesome. Um, do you know there's a Mangler two starring Lance Henderson? I did. I have not seen it. Do you know there's a Mangler three? I did. <laughs> Uh, that that same fellow on uh, Twitter mentioned it to me, and I just—I'm sure they're real good. I couldn't handle it. I just seen the poster for two, which is like a distorted picture of Lance Henriksen's face, and I was just like, "Why?" <laughs> Here's what I'll say: I hated the Mangler, but then after watching some of the ones that we just watched, I'd rather watch the Mangler. I think. Yes, I think I'd, like over Jin, I'd I'd choose Mangler all day. I completely agree. I completely agree. Which is <laughs> which is nuts. But. And um, finally, the last one, Mike H., uh, another guy I pushed into emailing me about his thoughts because he does not like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but he does like the Mangler. <laughs> and um, he says uh, again, an awesome huge letter, but I can't I can't read it all. Um, and he, oh, just to be clear, he does say, uh, I don't hate Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I just don't hide it in as high, as high regard as most other horror fiends. I own it. I watch it. But if press, I'd probably rather watch the 2003 remake. Okay. Dude, I totally accept that. I mean, that's pretty much our argument with Poltergeist. That is, I like, I like the way you worded that. God, our fans <laughs> write so much better than we talk. <laughs> 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 like when you see those posts on uh, on Facebook, yeah, like wow. Ryan and Vincent's like deep dives into these just things. Totally embarrassing. Like, totally, totally. They're like, oh yeah, you guys like kind of talked about it. Like we were just like, uh, it was good. I saw on Wikipedia that there was a gas crisis, so that's cool. <laughs> and these guys like busted out. Yeah, they're so well worded. Really, that's crazy. Yeah, um, but he says. Let me begin my defense by saying that I fully recognize that it is not a good film, but I find it entertaining as hell. The acting is all over the place. The premise is ridiculous. The effects are laughable. And yet it it's for all of the reasons that I love it. To me, it's one of those so bad it's good flicks. You mentioned how did this get made? This is a prime example of a movie they should cover. Agreed. Yeah. 
who reads a short story about a possessed laundry machine and says, yeah, I've got a couple million bucks lying around. I think we can make this into an hour and a half of awesome. <laughs> uh, he, says, he goes on to say, uh, why does a refrigerator kill a bunch of birds, a kid, and then attempt to eat Buffalo Bill's arm? Why is there a hundred year old cameraman? Yeah. <laughs> who, who was played by a guy in his twenties or maybe thirties <laughs> taking pictures of everything with a camera as old as him. And in parentheses, he says, he ejects the bulb after every photo, for Christ's sake. <laughs> Finally, did old man Robert England seduce a girl a quarter of his age by clearing his tracheotomy tube before hobbling over <laughs> on his braces? He did. <laughs> it's so true. Um, yeah. So. As, so. as me personally, somebody who loves shit movies, <laughs> I think... I might have enjoyed Mangler more if we weren't like if I didn't just finish watching all the life like the uh, canon movies, Life Force, and all that. I think I was just too overwhelmed with Toby Hooper. Completely, and agree. I was just kind of sick of watching like mediocre. I completely movies. agree. I think if we rewatched that and it was like a solo episode, I think we would be laughing more than we well, were discussing. Even after like thinking about what we just talked about, I was like, "That's so stupid." It's so, so like if you watch it like a standalone, you yeah. probably like this. Like he said, yeah. so bad it's so enjoyable. bad it's good. I mean, it's a laundry machine that eats people. But I had watched it like immediately after watching Invaders from Mars and Life Force, yeah. and like everything else. I'm like, I'm and, tired of this shit. And I'm really, I am still really obsessed with the brother-in-law that that's just really well read on Mangle history. Dude, he has a Mangler book. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Oh man, you so, know, <laughs> did the nightshade still kills me? The fact that he knows that Tums have nightshade and that Mangles like, get enhanced by it. It's so stupid. It's insane. It's insane. Or the fact that he's just... I keep, we're going to talk about the Mangler again. I would never hang out with someone that told me they were a Mangler expert. No. 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 <laughs> and I wouldn't hang out with somebody that was like, do you ever think that the Mangles possessed? Nope. Nope. Get the fuck away from me. Nope. It's just a <laughs> shitty machine that's killing people. File a restraining order. <laughs> yeah. Get out of my life. <laughs> Oh, with that said, guys, we're diving into the 2000s now. Yeah. We have... To start off 2000, I know you didn't watch it, but I, I watched Crocodile. Is it called Crocodile? It's just called Crocodile. I'm not going to talk about it much because, honestly, it makes Mangler look like a fucking masterpiece. Crocodile is so shitty. It's so fucking poorly made. It looks like Toby's never seen a movie before, never directed a movie before. It's unbelievable. And it wasn't even his idea. Somebody else, like some producer, wanted to make a 50s sci fi B movie Ugh. with a crocodile. I just got the chill. But it's not a 50s sci fi B movie. It's just a shitty crocodile movie. And there's nothing I hate more than crocodile. Dude, movies. it's the most atypical crocodile movie ever. Like, yeah. the crocodile's eggs get messed with and then it just eats people. And that's, that's about the extent of it. Like, why even make that movie? I don't know. But uh, that. I said before that I thought he was lazy, and I just think this is the prime example of Toby Hooper being lazy. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll do something, I guess. Yeah. Um, and there's... He already made a crocodile movie. He's eaten alive. I mean, I want to talk about... It's, it's just crazy. Um, I really like want to discuss why this guy... I really do think it's, I think it's his personality. I don't think he's capable of being like a director, really. Honestly, <laughs> I really don't. I think he had a lot of drive when he did Texas Chainsaw Massacre because probably because he was young and wanted to be in the business. And then everything mm -hmm. after that just seems like, meh. He stopped writing. He stopped. 
I think you wrote like <laughs> you just Chainsaw out. Two, or I don't. Maybe just just one of those personalities. I don't know. I think we talked about it, but um, I was reading again <laughs> on him. He really considers Chainsaw Two a comedy. He's like, yeah, I wrote a comedy. It's a it's a comedy movie, but it's not. No, and it's like about. It's just ridiculous. It's just, like I said, a, a man kicks a... It's not a comedy. It's not. It's not. And I feel like he might be one of those people that, like, after everyone's like, that fucking sucked. He's oh, like, well, no, it was a joke. You didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was a big joke. Like, no, it wasn't, dude. Like, it wasn't. It was, nothing was funny in that. <laughs> oh, God. But, but, Sean, if somebody approached us and was like, I want you to film a movie, I'm not going to give you any equipment. Just use your iPhone and gather up your friends. We might pull together a better looking and more coherent movie than Crocodile. Yes. It was that bad. That's insane. It was so bad. Straight, is... I think it was straight to DVD. And yeah. Well, sucked. a lot of these ended up being that way. Sucked. So, Toolbox Murders. Yes. 2004. Yes. A remake of a 1978 film. Have you ever seen the original? I have. The 1978 film sounds like it makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I've not seen it, but I read the synopsis and the ending to see how it differed. Yep. And it's uh, it's a serial killer movie. Yes. What we saw was not a serial killer movie. No. He's always got to have a fucking monster. A fucking a guy that lives like in a, and wears, a deformed guy. And wears masks. Yes. He always has to have a mask on these guys. <laughs> a deformed guy in a mask. Yeah. That lives alone in like a house. Oh my god! So you didn't like it? Um, I really wanted to like it, but it was very low budget and not in a good way. Two thousand four is a period where there's some quality films out there, and this quality was—I mean, it looked like it was made in the eighties. <laughs> it was really poor quality. Um, I, I, I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. I don't. I don't think I mind it. There's just. I thought the girl, the actress, mm-hmm. um, she's is she in May? Is that the girl? Yes. In May? I thought she was really good. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's fine. Um, and I didn't mind that this guy was like a supernatural thing. Like he's climbing up the staircase. I yeah, that was a great scene. And by the way, the guy that wrote this is also in the movie as the janitor, the weird janitor. Oh yeah. He also wrote Mortuary. Oh no. And is also in Mortuary. <laughs> Fucking guy. Um, this was originally NC-17, but cut to make it R. And it's probably another movie Toby thought would, would be, be PG. PG. <laughs> I really think people, I only killed one guy with I, a nail gun. I do believe people had it out for him, though. Because I can't imagine any more scenes added to this that make this NC-17. <laughs> unless there's just like a straight rape murder scene just full penetration and just like yeah it's a full slaughter like it's just very strange i i can't imagine it um i i did have okay so it flashes uh up on the screen it flashes toolbox murders in the like most terrible font of all time that's how it opens so already i have a pit in my stomach like real big just a big nasty pit in my stomach and then i see oh and then it says but then it comes up with more text, similar to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. But I liked this. It said, every year thousands of people come to Hollywood to pursue their dreams. Some succeed. Some move back home. Dun, dun, dun. And then it flashes. Some just disappear. And I was like, okay, 
Now I'm in again. You got me. Like, I am super interested in this. That has nothing to do. Like, I thought we were going to see somebody, some struggling starlet. And if I remember correctly, that's kind of what the first one was about. I'm not sure, but I don't know. But this one was. (laughs) Yeah, it was not. No, it was like this woman who who lived with her like med student boyfriend. It was just very strange. Like, why couldn't he just be an actor (laughs) to make that beginning make at all sense? (laughs) And then I saw Sherry Moon Zombie and I was just kind of, I was, there were a lot of peaks and valleys for me. (laughs) I I like seeing her in it. She is like the worst actor. I like, well, well, yeah. She just, she's so bad. And well, people will be so mad at me for that. They're such big Sherry listen, Moon Zombie fans. I like House of a Thousand Corpses. I really like. Yeah, I love Rejects. those. I forget which one it is, but there's one where Sherry Moon Zombie is laughing, and it's the most forced laugh. It makes me cringe every fucking time. She's like the epitome of that thing we discuss, where we're like, can't you just act normal? Because <laughs> when she talks, it all sounds forced. It, I, I'm with you. That she's, being said, I didn't she, mind her in this. But. She, well, it's because she's on the screen for three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and I still got furious. Uh, but this movie looks really old. Um, and basically you have – there's a great kill scene with Sherry in the beginning. I liked all the kill scenes, man. Actually, the kill scenes were great, yeah. yeah. I'm okay with all the kill scenes. But the, Sherry's is brutal. Yeah. She gets pummeled by this hammer. It lives up to his name with toolbox murders. Yeah, yeah. Um it definitely had like a rear window vibe kind of um, where you're just introduced to like a million characters. And so like, many red herrings. But like, you know, they're red herrings. Yeah. Like the worst one was the janitor with the giant tool belt. <laughs> like, okay, I'm pretty sure you wouldn't show this guy. Right. If you were trying to convince, like, it was just ridiculous. And he had like every tool that was. Oh, there's one. I, I don't really want to spoil it, but there's one character who. I was a little shocked. I was like, yeah, this guy's – it seemed very obvious, but I was like, it's probably him. And yeah. then it wasn't. No. Yeah. Um, there's some characters in this that are I, just – I love movies that are straightforward with their title. Like you don't really do think too. about that. Like Toolbox Murders. Like, <laughs> yeah, and he's just murdering you just people get, you with just tools. Get exactly, exactly what it advertises. Um, yeah. Oh, man. This apartment is a nightmare too. These people move into their, like, I don't know if it's their first apartment, but they're moving in together. And uh, the the lead is female. She's really upset with with the apartment, and rightfully so. But it's it gets yeah. worse and worse as it goes on. And this whole thing could have been avoided because they should have just moved out. <laughs> they just hear people screaming and fighting and being murdered. And they're just like, yeah. oh, it's the neighbors again. Constantly calling the cops. There's yeah oh my god if I have to call the cops more than once in a night I'm leaving yeah same <laughs> I don't even care and they're like oh we'll lose our deposit I was like can't be that much no <laughs> yeah. just leave cut your losses what are you talking about what are you talking about I was so fucking angry <laughs> and then there there's a couple that lives next door to them and they have a brutal domestic dispute yep very bad and so this happens she calls the police on them or no that was something else I'm sorry. But uh, they have this brutal domestic dispute. Then the next day, they hear them having sex so loud and so violent. And all I could think, like, I was like, I would kill myself. I would just be like, these people are not sane. I got to get out of here. 
And then they just start laughing. The couple starts laughing. They're like, <laughs> makeup sex. Like, no, what? There's nothing funny about this. You are hearing them crystal clear through the walls. It, yeah. It's my worst nightmare. <laughs> it it is. is honestly my worst nightmare. Um, <coughs> and then, so, I mean, we, we, uh, we, we don't need to go through this beat by beat, do we? I'm no. Really, I'm really excited to get to gin, really. But um, Really? Oh, yeah. How about that <laughs> nail gun scene? The one with the ceiling? Yes. I loved it. Like I said, I, I like this movie. I think, it, again, it could be because I've seen so many bad ones, and I watched it right after Crocodile. I will say, though, that, that kill scene was great, but what, what wasn't great was this this mysterious murderer um, has cornered a, a female in the apartment, and he has a nail gun, and he's about 20 feet away from her, I'd say. <laughs> Yet he has the... First of all, nail guns are not... I, just get rid of the nail gun things, people, unless you are just doing it to their head. Do not tell me you're going to shoot a nail gun 20 feet. And he shoots a nail gun 20 feet and doesn't hit her, pins her to the wall. He's shooting with Dude, such accuracy. Such accuracy. I put in my own fucking shoe molding and I couldn't – I'm doing it point blank. I'm still fucking it up, not hitting where I'm supposed to. No. And he is shooting from 20 feet away yeah. with a nail gun. Should and have hired him. And she's just pinned to the wall. He he shoots. He's shooting the the – like eighth of an inch of clothing <laughs> around her that doesn't touch her skin into the wall. He is a phenomenal shot. Phenomenal shot. Uh, he kills her. It's pretty brutal. But then later we see her because the police come into her apartment. They check on her. Somebody had called the cops because it's this apartment. And by the way, the cops are like, oh, again? <laughs> so bothered to be doing their Just job. Just arrest all these people, for <laughs> Christ's sake. Uh, and they go into the apartment looking for her. They can't find her. And we see her nail gunned to the ceiling which is weird because she was just nail gunned to the wall <laughs> so he pried her off and then <laughs> he threw her up and just shot her <laughs> by the way the police would see either nails in the wall in the shape of a human <laughs> or holes in the wall in the shape of a human so or smell a dead body <laughs> or smell a dead body <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh wait hold on how did he get her up on the ceiling you know what i just let let that be i just didn't even bother i mean i had the thought and then I was like, fuck it. No, I'm not even going to bother worrying about this. Also, it's impossible. In the rest of the movie, he doesn't seem too concerned with like concealing the fact that people are being murdered. No. So why is he hiding her? Just to have that one scene where corpses, <laughs> Toby really wanted a corpse nailed. I feel like Toby is just this guy that's like, he doesn't give a fuck about the movie entirely. He's just like, I've got these like four or five scenes I really want to do. <laughs> I really want to nail a body to the ceiling. Do you, I, I like to just think that you just threw her in the air, just rapid fire shot up. Just. Well, I mean, that would be the most logical way. <laughs> no, I don't, it wouldn't. Well, no, it would not. What's the logical way? The only logical way is he gets a chair. Like, like, he gets a scaffolding. A chair. He's, he can't hold a woman. Dude, he's, big, he's a big guy. Just <laughs> CrossFit. So basically. You see him climb those stairs? He's in great shape. Dude. <laughs> All right. So let's let's just get, get through this. So somehow they find out that – I just – this movie is so stupid. They, they find out that all the rooms in like – all rooms number four, yeah, have four. do not exist. Right. So 204, 304. 504. 504. We could name a lot of them. <laughs> We'll just start listing every, every number with a four. Like Mike Francesca, like just count to forty. 
<laughs> if you don't know, if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, there's a sports guy up in New York called Mike Francesca. He covers like New York sports and he's getting older now and no one's putting him out of his misery. And one, one, one time on his show, he literally counted to 40, but it took him like 10 minutes and he didn't say anything in between. He was just counting and it would be like one, two, three, four. Five, <laughs> and he just did that for like ten minutes. It was absurd, but uh, he's the uh, best. He's the worst. Um, <laughs> now I'm going after Mike Princessa. <laughs> Mike Princessa and uh, what's that idiot's name? <laughs> Ted Levine. Yeah, they're gonna sue me. The idiot's name. <laughs> um. So yeah, again, another guy in a mask. Yeah. Maybe we could call this one Pleatherface. Well, wasn't it? Wait, Pleatherface. <laughs> did you know what his name was in the movie? Yeah, I had it written down. Yeah, it's fucking it? Coffin Baby. Coffin Baby. <laughs> Which, by the way, there's a very similar name in Mortuary. And I was like, this writer cannot get the, the Coffin Baby. Oh, it's baby. the same fucking guy, right? I think it was similar. It was like, yeah. The, the, guy, the guy, he wrote both? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And so this guy's name is Coffin Baby. And in Mortuary, I wrote it down. I, the name is like Coffin Kid or something. And I was like, what the fuck is this guy? What is he doing? He, he just can't get rid of that. He just loves it so much. Um, so basically, these rooms are missing from the building, even though they're there. Uh, and you'd think a building inspector would find this out, but they don't. And it turns out there's like a, a townhouse. There's a massive townhouse hidden within the apartment. <laughs> the concept of this is so stupid. I cannot get it out of my head. And this is why the original probably makes a lot more sense because it's just a serial killer. Yeah. Striking people. And like, again, kind of rear window-esque. You have all these big cast of characters and you just watch them drop. And that's entertaining to me. I love rear windows so much. Um, sure. But this this is that. But then they're just like, and... He wears a mask, and he's actually a monster, and there's a townhouse in the apartment building <laughs> where he resides. It just – it's out of control. It's completely out of control. And this woman figures out – figures this out and discovers it and takes it upon herself to go into the townhouse. Yeah. Um, the end is pretty rapid fire. Uh, I mean, everything just kind of comes together for everyone. Um it's the biggest uh, Michael Myers ending of all time. Yeah, and it's also like James Bond. Like this guy, he's killed. He's basically killed everyone, and he finally captures the girl. And he does like a James Bond. He tries to kill her like a James Bond villain because he ties her up and puts her on a fucking <laughs> like table gold, saw, like Goldfinger. Yeah, and I was just like, what? Why? What? What is? we've watched this guy just bash people in the head with hammers and now all of a sudden he's getting fancy and he's yeah, like also a table saw is not a toolbox tool and it's also not going to cut through a body i mean it is a brutal murder and it but it doesn't happen because it's a stupid idea <laughs> um but her boyfriend ends up uh saving saving him yeah he just knocks a shelf onto him doesn't he <laughs> Dude, he like, like hits him and yeah, <laughs> and then just pulls a shelf on him, and they're like, "Oh, he's dead." It's like O.J. Simpson's character in uh, Naked Gun, <laughs> yeah, like falls in the shit. And then the cops come, and then they turn around, and Coffin Baby is gone. <laughs> Coffin Baby. <laughs>
Oh, and then Coffin Baby. <laughs> okay. And then Coffin Baby's gone, and I think this pitiful movie's wrapped up, but it's not. We then see the girl go back to her apartment, and is she's. I think they're packing up. She's finally decided Which is the only thing that makes out. sense. Yeah. Which is the only thing that makes sense in the whole fucking thing. Yeah. And she's deciding to move out and fucking... Dude, Coffin mm. Baby flies <laughs> through the, the window. window. <laughs> Coffin Baby has been gifted the power of flight. <laughs> they are on like the 10th floor. They're not on the 10th floor. They're on the 6th floor. Yeah. And I know that for a fact. That's not even the most stupid part of that. The <laughs> The stupid part is he flies through the window and he gets distracted by the fucking shit that she has on her arms. She, it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's <laughs> tackle these one thing at a time. The man flies through the window <laughs> of a sixth floor apartment building. How? What? What are we supposed to believe he did? I don't know. God. Why would you write that in? <laughs> I would have just had him from the roof. The, the dude roof. had fuck no. He he like jumped in <laughs> like a fucking ninja. <laughs> it, it, it is it is just the dumbest thing. I just it, it boggles <laughs> the mind when you're just like you could really come up with just about anything for this because I mean the movie doesn't make sense. So just go with it. And I mean they obviously did go with that here, but like you could have make something because he had all these crawl spaces and shit he was popping out of yeah hey guess what oh i had a hidden trap door in your closet right now you're fucked make perfect sense yeah (laughs) flies through through a window like a fucking (laughs) bat uh but yes he's about to kill her but he sees these symbols on her arm which was part of her whole decoding process this thing is a fucking nightmare and (laughs) She's got all these symbols written on her arm in permanent marker like a high school kid where you're like, oh, fuck, I don't have paper. I'm just going to write this shit down on my arm <laughs> all over it in huge, huge. Nobody hates that more than my dad. Uh, well, I, I might be up there because I, it makes me sick. And when I, dude, Even in high school when I saw kids do that, it infuriated me. infuriated me. Um, and, yeah, he gets like he, – he won't kill her now. And yeah, then the, then like the, distracted. Yeah, and then the cops come in and shoot him about a million times. <laughs> <laughs> which is hilarious because these are the same cops that every time they see this guy that is literally beating his girlfriend every day, they're like, eh, what are we going to do about it? <laughs> and they see this guy and they're just like, unload. There's like unlimited amount of bullets that they shoot him with. And he, he's someone gets uh, uh, hanged after being shot. Yep. So then he, stu- like Michael Myers, he stumbles backwards and out the window. It's like but- Michael Myers and the dude from the end of Die Hard. How does he get the cord wrapped around his neck? I, I, <laughs> well, he's got a cord wrapped around his neck. He falls out the window and hangs himself. Yeah. Okay. He's gone again. Mm-hmm. Then they look down. <laughs> and Coffin Baby has disappeared again. <laughs> making this the least satisfying ending <laughs> of all time. You can only do that once. You can only do the runaway thing once. You can't do it twice in a movie. Within 10 minutes. (laughs) And that is Toolbox Murders. They should make a movie where only that is happening. Just from the opening scene, just somebody gets killed and disappears. (laughs) It just keeps happening over and over again. I mean, yeah. Why not? Just people looking out a window and him not being there. Somebody called Toby. (laughs) Sounds like he's numb to plumb. Oh, man. They were going to make a sequel. Well, oh, yeah, called Coffin Baby. Wait, I didn't know that. 
Or no, they did make a sequel. Okay, so they were going to make a sequel. They couldn't get the funding. Go figure. And then, and then the the oh yeah, it did come out. Yeah, and then a writer was like, "Well, they won't make the sequel, and we don't have the rights to the name Toolbox Murders because we already ripped that off from somebody else." So he just decided to make a sequel called Coffin Baby, <laughs> which I I can tell you like. I am so uninterested in seeing that. I think I would literally watch anything besides The Coffin Baby. I will watch this shit out of Coffin Baby. Maybe we should have an anniversary on the day we recorded Peter Cottontail, Peter Rottentail, and we'll just watch, like, the dredge of of horror movies. And I think Coffin Baby would fall into that That's category. like a typical Saturday for me. So. Or, or The Mangler too. Uh, yes. But no, two and three. Fine, fine. <laughs> we'll just talk about which is worse. They're both bad. Uh, I didn't. I didn't dislike this. Um, no, it it was it was like it was decent. Um, it, it's just, I mean, again, we were watching these Toby Hooper movies nonstop. I think in another universe, I watched this by myself one time, and I'm like, this is the best movie ever. Well, me and Paul had watched it when it came out, and this was a time when we were like Toby Hooper, like yeah, still, yeah. like he well, still yeah, had like that enigma, yeah. you know. Um, and I liked it back then, and I still enjoy it. Yeah, you know what? I really think that maybe watching all of these in a row was a bad idea. <laughs> it wasn't good for uh, Toby. <laughs> no, it really, um, it really sours you on everything. Yeah. <sighs> Toolbox Murders, two thousand four. Well, he makes another one in two thousand five, and his budgets are getting increasingly less. This he had a budget of one eighty five for Toolbox Murders, one hundred eighty five thousand. The budget for Mortuary was $89,000. Really? That low? Yeah, which is crazy. And it's also crazy because he does really good work for these low budgets. Yeah. It's as soon as he gets like a pocket full of cash is when he's like, I'll be over here <laughs> sitting down. Just record something. But Mortuary is not that. Dude, that's so, that's such a low budget. That's like the same budget as Chopping Mall. Yeah. Wow. Um, Bloody Disgusting rated it two out of five stars and said it's for diehard Hooper fans only. <laughs> uh, and it's a zombie movie. I mean, I do we even want to talk about this? It is, I don't. It's very boring. Yeah, it's really bad. Adam, this guy Adam Gersach is the writer again and also an actor again. Um, and this guy may have just been trying to hang out with Toby Hooper <laughs> and just writing absurd shit. Like... Oh, and he also did – he's the one that did the Night of the Demons remake too. Oh, yeah? I don't think you watched. No, I did not. It was terrible. Yeah, that's why I did not watch it. It was awful. And this guy – and why is he doing remakes? Like I feel like that's expensive and hard to get the rights to I don't remake know. these things. But he's doing it except this. This is original <clears throat> and it's terrible. <laughs> Bobby, just, Bobby Fowler is the guy's name in this movie. The killer. It's the Doyle family. They move into this mortuary. Who moves into a mortuary, by the way? Dude, and they come to this house, and it is literally falling apart <laughs> in the worst way. And honestly, looking at it now, that was probably just written in because it was all they could afford. They probably got to use that thing for free. Because <laughs> like, there's no way they had the money to make that exterior look that shitty. And once again, it's a Toby Hooper movie. That has some weirdo who like lives in a hole or a cave or some shit. Always. <laughs> always. It's so fucking weird. Oh boy. Um so they open a funeral home and it's it's a zombie movie essentially. It is it's just Yeah. 
it's really not good. There's this like teenage element to it. The son's a teenager. And how did you feel? Like, I don't know. I can only, you didn't watch Crocodile, but like, how did you feel about the direction of this movie? Because it actually didn't look bad visually. No, it didn't look bad visually. And this is where like, guys, we, we are not professionals and like, we're not in film industry. So sometimes I'm like, well, is this Toby's fault or is this everyone around him fault? And I mean, we talked about this last week where, I mean, you make so many bad movies and it's probably you. (laughs) You can't blame it on everyone all the time. But like, again, like these movies, even like, again, Toolbox Murders, like there was nothing. Visually, it wasn't bad. I love guys in masks as much as I'm ripping on them for it. Love weirdos hanging out in caves and holes and (laughs) weird layers. But I don't know. But I thought even Mortuary looked better than two box murders did like just oh, shot better quality wise yeah. it was way better it's very odd how he goes from like one thing to another it's very strange and, and that must be production stuff i don't know but he's given the hand he's what, dealt what was what was the budget for toolbox 185 so it doesn't make any fucking sense no this was 89, <laughs> well except that they had to rent our entire apartment complex <laughs> Every dollar went to that. And they were like, oh, shit, we have no film. So somebody get me a VHS and we're taping over your home movies. I guess that's the only logical explanation. I mean, it's really weird. Like, I can't I can't think of anything else. And so all their money nailing a girl to the ceiling. It's it's kind of sad this point in his career because it's it's very much a sign of just people being like, we don't trust you with money anymore. Like, here's a and it's but it's so weird because he did technically did poltergeist and. How do you rub people the wrong way? I don't know. It's just really strange. Well, is, what, what what year was Poltergeist? Eighty one. Yeah. I mean, this has been thirty years. That's true. It's a track record of thirty. Years. And then why did why does he go to TV? Because I didn't write down every TV show. Oh, but he just, should stay there. He did one every every year for ten years. He had like a, an episode or two out. Yeah. And it's just weird. And yeah, guess what? He should stay there because up next he does. Masters of Horror. And they're great. They are phenomenal. Specifically, um, The Damned Thing, 2006. It's the second season of uh, Masters of Horror. Uh, My first note is just, holy shit. Because this this doesn't stop. No. From the beginning. It's brutal. We open up with one of the most, not one, there's like two of the most brutal scenes I've ever seen. Like, in a horror movie. So there's a family and there's a storm coming. And this is based on a story that's basically, there's a lot of like meaning behind it, like true political, socioeconomic crisis and stuff. Yeah. It's like a lot of weird old stuff. Um, So unintelligent. A lot of of weird old stuff. (laughs) Fucking history. And a guy making a statement through a (laughs) fictional story, a beautiful fictional story. I'm such a jerk. Uh, But, we open up, there's a storm. This family is at dinner. They're all really happy. And then all of a sudden, this dad just like loses his mind. Yeah. And it's in a really creepy. And he's just like, it's almost like he can't control himself. And he's talking about, by the way, they're like the happiest family at the beginning. Yeah. And not even in like super cheese way. Like, I was like, man, what a great family. <laughs> like, uh, But then he grabs a shotgun and blasts his fucking wife. Yep. Just shoots her. And it is brutal shotgun blast. Blows up her stomach and she goes flying into the wall. It was 
fucking Gorn awesome. This is out of control. I know it was on Showtime, but to me, in 2006, this is crazy that they were like, yeah, you can do that. Even for cable, it, it just was like so over the top. Yeah, it, it was. Um, the guy chases his son out into the woods. Um, the son ends up hiding and the dad's screaming at him because he's just possessed by something where he wants to kill his whole family. But then the strangest thing happens and he gets like disemboweled. Well, he gets sucked into the, like the side of his car. The door is closed. Though, so he's just up against the car, but as if like there's a magnet on his back. And then it just, his skin just disappears. Yeah. <laughs> and his organs fall out of him. And then he starts spinning around, like almost as if his back is on a swivel. Yeah. And his organs are just flying around in a circle with his body. It is one of the craziest things like I've ever seen. And it seen. looks great. It looks it awesome. Looks it looks phenomenal. And as gory and over the top as it is, it wasn't like gratuitous. Like sometimes you watch a, I don't know. Yeah, what, it was just right. Use, like maybe right. like a, a guinea pig or something like that where you're just like. You're just doing this. This is your thing, right. which is fine. But like, you're you're just doing this. Like, this is how your this is your selling point. Like, I'm just gonna make a ton of crazy fucked up shit. But this was like, yeah, this is just part of the story. Like, yeah, it was almost like it was so like for it to happen in the first three minutes of the show was just like that's the thing. It sets the tone right away, and then it it doesn't let up the entire movie. The entire show, I should say. No. And you want to talk about – this might be the best death scenes per per minute. Sure. If you average it out, probably. Best death scenes. Um, there is a man that smashes himself to death with a hammer. It, and it is – It's gross. It blew my mind. <laughs> it's, it's it gross. totally blew my mind. Oh, man. And then – Oh, so basically we should we should follow the story too. So that little boy ends up growing up and becoming becoming powder. <laughs> he uh he grow is that powder? Yeah. Oh. Sean Patrick Flannery. Oh, he was powder? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Um we can get into that some other time when we review Three. Jeepers Creepers because we F- no fuck that and fuck that guy. Yes, agreed. Thank you. Uh that director is a piece of shit. We have I think one of our fans was like, oh, check out Jeepers Creepers. I forget who. Maybe First of all, I hate the movie. It's like, well, I don't I like the, the movie guy, either. So. And the director is a pedophile piece of shit. Agreed. So fuck go him. fuck him. Yeah. Self. And everyone's all happy about the sequel. And I'm like, that guy should be in jail. <laughs> so, no, I'm not going to go see that. Agreed. Not that I was going to anyway. <laughs> Unless Justin Long gets his eyeballs back. <laughs> the stupid Jeepers Creepers. Where'd you get those peeper songs? Let's, dude. <laughs> it's so annoying. Let's <laughs> let's like get let's bring Cannon back to make the sequel to Jeepers Creepers and it's just like Justin Long's back for revenge. It's like Death Wish 2 but with Justin Long. I'd watch that. I would totally watch it. Um so he's now a police officer. Yep. Um and strange things start happening in the <clears throat> town and the st- the same storm that was that affected his dad comes, but this is affecting the entire town. And we basically learn that um, that this is, uh, you know, that that the storm is looking for him. The damn thing. And that's the damn thing is looking for him. Oh, when the dad died, he's, he, his last words were, the damn thing found me. Yeah, yeah. And so they, the whole town is kind of like, give yourself up and just let this thing kill you. 
which is so crazy to think about. But anyway, um, but this guy's not going out without a fight. And that's kind of the rest of the show is this guy trying to protect his family. And he has a wife and son also. And also trying, he is really trying to protect the town. He is doing his thing. Um, but in it, we see about a million deaths. We see the guy smash himself to death with a hammer. And these are all the things that lead up to them being like, uh, please feed yourself to him. Yeah. And one of the other great scenes in this was he, he comes up to a girl who's been in a car accident or he assumes has been in a car accident. Yep. Right. Is that what it is? Or was she, I, I don't know what happened, but she's on the side of the road. And he's like, don't worry, we'll help you, we'll help you. He goes to pick her up, and it's just half of her body. Yep. The, the other half is gone. She is completely cut, cut in half. half. Yeah. Again, and it looked great. I couldn't stop smiling as fucked up as that sounds. <laughs> I was so happy. It was just... <sighs> wow. Wow. <laughs> and um, But then it gets personal. The damn thing takes over his wife yep. while she's watching her kid. And they really heavily allude to that she just killed that boy. And it's terrifying, man, because the kid's just <clears> sitting there. And the mom is like, you have to get home. You have to get home, talking to her husband on the phone. And then all of a sudden, she's like, shut up, you little shit. I'm like, this is terrible. Like, this kid, this poor kid, even if they make it out of this, like, fuck. Like, this is terrible. Um, but she did not kill him. Um, and he gets home, but she smashes him in the head with the frying pan this is a lot like the crazies isn't it did you get that vibe kind of i guess a little bit now you're well i guess it's just the people turning yeah and just that behavior of like they're still them but they're just like losing their minds yeah Yeah. and but they're like still kind of they're very much conscious it's not like they're like zombies doing it they're like hey come here i'm gonna fucking slit your throat like they're just like ravenous yes exactly that's a good word to use yeah it's pretty cool. Uh, this was awesome. This was really awesome. <clears throat> and then he's locked up in his house with his family. And now all the townspeople are like infected and they're just banging on the door and they're like, just let us in. It's chilling, like truly chilling. Yeah. Um, and another awesome shotgun kill scene. He just opens the door and blasts him right in the chest. <laughs> is that the priest? Yeah. Yeah. The Sam Raimi's brother? Yeah. yeah. Ted yeah. Raimi. Yeah. He just, the guy's banging on the door. He just opens it and shoots him right in the chest with a shotgun. <laughs> it's fucking awesome. It was so good. Um, and that priest is a great, great character, too. All, all the characters in this were Yeah. Great. Yeah. Eventually, though, they get outside. The dad becomes infected, unfortunately. And then a random mud monster appears. <laughs> it's an oil monster. It was oil? Yeah. Are you sure? I'm positive. I think that might have been a mud monster. <laughs> it was not. Well, it had teeth too, made out of mud or mud slash oil. <laughs> mud slash oil. <laughs> um, it had teeth, and it actually eats him. Like we say, eat a lot, like for just to describe something being. No, he swallows him whole. No, like he has a mouth, and he picks him up and eats him like a cherry. <laughs> like a cherry. Like a cherry. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's it. Dad's dead. The mom and the son, though, they run for their lives. <clears throat> um, it, it attacks them at the end. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I was like, man, this kid is fucked for life. Like his mom tried to kill him. His Don't dad worry, tried died. to kill him. Well, yeah. And I was like, man, this kid's fucked. And then 
No, they're dead. (laughs) No, they're driving. And then all of a sudden they just get their car just gets fucking crumpled. Not even like I thought they were going to like flip the car and then just leave it kind of open ended. No, they like crumple the car into like a little paper ball. Them, the the mud monster. I just typed it in the Wikipedia, and the the last part of the synopsis says it is not known if they survive. Newsflash: They fucking don't. No, they don't. <laughs> the fucking car is crumpled. Like you see where they're sitting, and the the fucking roof is on the floor. <laughs> like it is not. No one survived that. So um, great. We, we wrap this film up with a mother and child being murdered. <clears throat> it's a real good feel good flick here. <laughs> really well done though. Really and well done. It doesn't make any sense to me because it's only an hour long, and mm-hmm. most of Toby's movies that we've watched are only twenty minutes hour, longer. Yeah. Why is he what not happened? channeling what he's using here? Even if you added twenty minutes of filler into this, I'm fine with it because there was so much awesome shit. I mean, that's fine. You can have, you can have a throwaway conversation, or I, I'll take a scene of everyone just standing there staring <laughs> at the camera blankly for fifteen minutes. Yeah, and it looked good. Like he still got it. Like now, here's my question because I feel like um, these. These masters of horror all very much look the same. And obviously they were probably using equipment on a set. Right. Showtime's equipment. So that's probably why they look very similar. But they all had a similar feel. So, like, I'm not trying to discredit him. But I'm just, I don't know. No, it was really good. It was really good. And I do think it was him that I think he was the main reason for that. I do, too. I give him credit for that one. Yep. Well, we're at the end of his career now. Yeah, we are. His last film, Jin. Is that how you pronounce it? Jin. Jin. Yeah, Jin. Um, Which is, if you don't know what a Jin is, uh, and you've seen Wishmaster, it's the Wishmaster. Yeah, 2013. Evil genie. It's a... um, I'm not going to get into... Listen, I'm an idiot. So, basically, it's a Middle Eastern... Um, there's yeah. a lot of different iterations depending on what region you're looking at. Like it's in Islam text. It's in, it's a middle Eastern thing in, in various areas, all similar, but different. Like I think it was the United Arab Emirates. demons. This one, that's where this takes yeah. place, um, which is Egypt, right? I think that's what Egypt's called. Now. No, it's know. its own place. Whatever. Dubai. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, what? Know. Well, it's in Dubai. Dubai is a part of UAE. Right. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Guys, listen. Egypt. <laughs> I thought they were the same. Um, beautiful. I don't want to say beautifully shot, uh, but the cameras must have been really expensive because the quality is incredible. Dude, this movie looks so good. The quality is like breathtaking. It looks so good. Yeah. It's better than a lot of things that are out. Like, that was like my biggest now. takeaway from that was – he shot it so well. Like, yeah, really. Um, five million dollar budget. Now it was released in two thousand thirteen. Yeah. Wow. Uh, filmed in two thousand eleven though, and delayed like <clears throat> in like it was delayed forever. Yeah. Um, did you read into that at all? Because it's really interesting. N- not as much as I probably should have. So it was filmed in Dubai. And apparently, like, making a movie about gin is not okay. 
Oh, because of the religion and yeah, because it's like a real thing. Like these people, it's not like I did read that that UAE yeah wanted to like separate themselves from the supernatural stereotypes or whatever, and plus the the, the Muslim. They religion. were like, yeah, yeah, it was like a big thing, and um, so they had to treat it with <clears throat> caution. They didn't want to offend locals while they were filming, um, so they kind of like moved around. Um, and the cast and crew even avoided using that word and yep. taped over everything, the director's chair and all of that. Yeah, I did read that. It, it, yeah. And the studio had promised a theatrical release in 2012. Then in 2012, nothing happened. Um, the national uh, paper, I think that's in the UK, um, basically covered this really well, which is crazy, <laughs> but they were really into this gin movie. Um, but basically in January 2012, they said that um, – like because they were like, we're going to get a distributor for this and we'll release it. And apparently they got two offers but turned it down and no one knew why. And they were like, no, we never got offers. <laughs> it, so like – Well, was, the national – going back to the national, it's uh, Abu Dhabi's newspaper. It's English-owned. Oh, but is it? Okay. That's why, that's why they probably covered it so much. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and, um, and then The Guardian covered it too. Which is also UK, and um, they they cited multiple reasons. The paper reported that unofficial reasons included people related to Abu Dhabi's royal family finding the film to be quote to be politically subversive, horror films being seen as totally foreign culturally speaking in the United Arab Emirates, and local pride that led to rewrites and restructuring. And again, the company that made this denied all of that. So, like, then what was the problem, man? Yeah. Like, because you're like, oh, there's no problem. Very odd. But then it was delayed four years, and you're just like... Four and, oh. fucking years? Yeah, and they said, um, you know what it was? They <laughs> they said, yeah, we did a lot of editing, and <laughs> which they didn't. Fun fact. <laughs> no, the problem was it sucked, and they just didn't want to release it. And um, and they then they blamed the delay on meeting the director, <laughs> the Directors Guild of America's requirements. Which, what the <laughs> fuck does that even mean? <laughs> IndieWire gave it an F and was absolutely brutal to it. <laughs> they uh, they like just shit all over it. It was and rightfully so. Yeah, I didn't I didn't like anything about this movie, other than the fact that it looked good. Yeah, so it's um... also a movie that's called Gin has very little fucking gins in it. So little gins. <laughs> So fucking little gins. So it's basically this um, this um, Arabic. Yeah. God, I don't, I don't want to offend anyone. I'm just trying, <laughs> guys. I'm just a fucking idiot. <laughs> so I'm just going to say Arabic. I don't know. I don't know all the names. <laughs> like I don't know if UAE has a name. I think it's Arabic. Right? Arab. Arab United Arab. Yeah, it's in the yeah, fucking Arabic. name of the country. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm not bad. Okay, so it's an Arabic couple. Yes, they're in the United States. Um, they're going to a therapist and the shittiest therapist in the world because they're basically like, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I want to go home and be with my family. And the wife's like, yeah, I don't really want to go. The therapist's like, you should go. And then they go. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? I'd be like, see ya, man. Get the f- I'm not, I'm not going over there. Um, it starts off strong with, after that scene, we see, um, it, but it, it starts off strong, and then this scene literally never comes back. And nothing like this happens at all again. This sets up a film that's like a violent ghost film. 
Um, and it's a United States Army guy, maybe Army-ish type of guy. Yeah, because he's over. Yeah, and he yeah. he's over there, and he's hanging out with some locals, and he's insanely rude and a piece of shit. And typical. And yeah, and basically the locals are like, "Hey, listen, man, uh, Jin's gonna get you if you keep acting like a <laughs> dickhead." That's essentially what happens. And he's like, he says, "Go fuck yourself." He he basically goes to his car and then comes back, and they are gone. And he has no idea what's going on. He starts looking around, and a Jin drags him to his death. And there, I mean, he is like terrified. He's in his car. It's like shaking the car. The lights are going off. The, and I'm like, oh, this could be good. Like, I'm really into this right now. And nothing like that ever happens again. No. Not in that vein. Nope. And not only that, but that scene is literally not, does nothing. Not at all. It, well, because it's the, the apartment that they move into. What about it? Is that on the site? Yeah. Oh, that's a stretch. Okay, but that's fine. Whatever. If that's what they want to say, that's fine. But he was like out in the middle of the desert. <laughs> and then they're in like the city. I, I mean, this could possibly I could be wrong. That's what I took for. That's what I took it for. Maybe. Why else would they put it in there? To piss us off? Just to be like, hey, want to want to see what we could have done with this movie? <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was oh, no. Dude, that actress and I don't I feel bad when I shit on people, but She's the worst actress I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's really, really bad. fucking bad. And this movie is, a lot of it is in Arabic. And how do you direct a movie when you can't speak the language? <laughs> I mean, I'm assuming Toby can't speak yeah, Arabic. He can't. He can't. <laughs> There's no way. He's from Texas. <laughs> no, that's fucking terrible. I shouldn't say that. My whole family's from Texas. It's like, uh, he can't re- do anything. Um, Whatever. <laughs> Um, but basically this gin just kind of plays tricks on them and yeah, he's just kind of like a jerk. I mean, basically he, basically all the gin does is makes them hallucinate this entire movie. The entire movie is a hallucination. Yeah. They move into an apartment complex, um, a beautiful apartment complex. They have neighbors, they have a doorman, all this thing. It's a brand new thing. He's got a new job. Um, but it turns out none of that actually is real. <laughs> and there is this building, but it's not finished. Yep. And you see it later in the movie as it like cuts out of the hallucination that they're in. And it's just an unfinished building, like yep. completely empty. But they have furniture. It's, <laughs> it's kind of cool, but it's just not. It just not. doesn't work. It doesn't. It's very boring. It's very dry. Yeah, and I have Yeah, you're right. The concept's not terrible. The concept isn't bad. Like I kinda like like there's like this thing where we think that she maybe murdered her child. That was a weird angle. It was I don't know if they're talking about abortion. No. Like strangled her baby. Yeah, I know. I thought at first I thought it was like an allusion to abortion, but which is like, and then the like her husband's like, "I knew you strangled our baby," and like, well, if you knew, you probably should have called the fucking police. Yeah, or not. You know, we're in the United (laughs) States. What? It's just it's all very weird, and the reveal's not good because it just kind of slowly revealed itself. Um. Like, there's kind of a scene where she's trying to escape the building but can't. Or they call the police and they go down to the main lobby of the building and they're banging on the door and they can see the police 
And the police are looking in, but can't see them. Yeah. And then the police are like, oh, we got to get out of here. This place is fucking haunted. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just great. Like, everyone knows but them. Like, the police are like, oh, fuck this place. Uh, I'm done here. Um, and, like, they're banging on the door and they can't hear him. So it's really, like, very much definitely Twilight zone But the thing is, it could have been, like, this really massive reveal that the whole thing's a hallucination. But there's just so many things that happen prior to that you're yeah, like oh well, this like, is a hallucination like, why was there a dust storm in the middle of it with unrelated characters why was that that was the i don't know anything about <laughs> united arab emirates obviously because i don't even know it's a country <laughs> and but do they have just sandstorms for like three days yes okay well fuck <laughs> fuck me then um but why was that in the movie i don't know yeah and the gin wins by the way <laughs> As he should. He's yeah. fucking gin. Yeah. And he just kills everyone. So the whole movie was a waste of time. <laughs> well, yeah, it was a waste of time. I'm pissed that I watched it. <sighs> Is there anything, like, really even to talk about with this? I mean, there's no, no cool scenes, really. Nope. There's a, there's a few jump scares that really pissed me off. Yep. And it was mainly birds crashing into windows. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. That was the so only one that, fun. like, even registered. I was so mind. mad. And why are all the windows frosted? It was terrible. It was really bad. This is a really bad movie, and I feel really bad that this is Toby Hooper's last film. And I don't think he's going to make anything else. I heard he was writing a comedy. <laughs> no, I did. That's terrible. He can't <laughs> write comedy. When we talked about that earlier in the episode, I wanted to tell you that you know maybe he is writing comedies, but he's probably one of those people that just you meet in your life, and they think they're like, like you just they'll say something, and you just stare at them. <laughs> And they're like, I'm kidding. And you're like, oh, yeah, I knew that. I knew that. Okay, that's a good joke. What? what the fuck is wrong with this guy? This guy's a fucking idiot. Because like, he's not funny. There's nothing. I haven't seen anything funny in any of these. I don't care what anyone says about that dinner scene at Texas Chainsaw. Coffin, Coffin Baby is pretty funny. Coffin Baby Na- is funny. Naming your character Coffin Baby is funny. <laughs> and it wasn't even him, though. It was the fucking writer. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That was just making movies to hang out with Tony. <laughs> Hey, Toby, I mean, wrote a movie. It's I have $85,000. Let's make it. You want to hang out? <laughs> yeah, Toby's probably like, yeah, only if we can name a guy Coffin Baby. That would be that would be awesome. Uh, I'm in if the character's name is Coffin Baby. <laughs> and then they make Mortuary. He's like, mm, I'm going to need a Coffin Baby in this one, too. <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah, sure, we can do that. <laughs> oh, I hope that's exactly how that exchange went down. I really do, too. It would be fantastic. Um <laughs> That's it, man. That's Toby Hooper. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not sad to see it go. No, I'm not. What's the, what's the final verdict? Yay or nay on Toby? Nay. Yeah, it's nay. He's not a good director. Some of these movies we will hold in high regard for the rest of our lives. Next chance those tops. Yeah, um, and if you love Poltergeist, you can thank Steven Spielberg <laughs> for making a great film. Um, and. You know, the, he's got these mangler. And right. And if you like Salem's Lot, you can thank Salem's Lot was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because they <laughs> literally just turned the book into a movie, four hour movie. Um, Funhouse was good. Yeah. I mean, looking back, you can say it. And, and like, we liked Toolbox Murders. And we both agreed that, you know, Mangler on the right day, it's not good, but it's an enjoyable horror film. Well, I didn't say well, that. <laughs> enjoyable. Um, yeah. It, this was a good experiment. You guys have been great, though. I mean, 
the response to these episodes was absolutely awesome. Yes. We we can't thank you guys enough for that. It was it As was always. so good. Yeah. Um now I have a game I want to play with you. I didn't tell you about this. Okay. But that's okay because I'll do it this week and then I'll we'll for another episode we'll do another one and I'll tell you the thing. Okay. So and I have another I have two games for the next two episodes, two different games. Games. I like this. We're gonna add them to the end of the show. So this one is gonna be called and actually, so I thought I, I made this game up and I was like, that is so funny. Cause I, I made the, I wrote down the joke. I wrote a joke and I was like, it's a hilarious joke. And then I turned it into a game. And then I realized a very popular podcast that we both thoroughly enjoy do a very similar bit on their show. And I was like, fuck. Wow. How this came in? No. Um, Bill Simmons podcast where they do this, the fake TV shows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it, this is, um, Turn 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 this terrible movie into a sitcom. Okay. Um just yeah. Um so turn this terrible movie into a sitcom. Okay. That's gin. And I'm gonna I'll do it this week. Sure. Okay, because this was my joke. And it's so bad, by the way, but it just <laughs> cracks me up. I told my wife and she was like so unamused. <laughs> she like really was like really I think she would have told me not to say it on the show if I told her that I was going to say it. And distribute, well, now I can't wait. And distribute it to thousands of people. Okay, so here's my pitch. Okay. All right. So, all in the family. There's Carol O'Connor's character, racist Archie Bunker. Mm-hmm. You've seen All in the Family? Of course. Okay. He's a racist. He's got stupid Edith, his wife. Stupid Edith. Yeah, which is... <laughs> I mean, that was her character. She was, she played, she was like a, you know, she wasn't all there. Same characters. Mm-hmm. We're keeping the characters. It's the same oh, show. I like we're going. Okay. Is Jin Mead? Wait, wait. <laughs> so, but they're moving out of Queens finally. But here's the twist. So that show had like all these great characters, like these great neighbors, like the Jeffersons, which ended up getting a spinoff mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, and they were always at odds with Archie, all these neighbors. But the 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 bunkers are moving to Dubai. <laughs> I don't know why a racist would do that, but <laughs> yeah. just, why would Archie do that? Just go with it. He, he has to move to Dubai because his therapist told him to. <laughs> uh, and their new neighbor is a gin, and the show is called All Gin the Family. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. All Gin the Family. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, maybe the gins become so popular they get their own show <laughs> called the Ginfersons. The <laughs> the Jinfersons doesn't even, doesn't even flow. No, <laughs> I like it. Uh, uh, and that's not I, that's not intended to be racist. So I hope no one thinks. That. Who would think that? Uh, well, I don't know. People all Jin the family. All Jin the family. All Jin the family. <laughs> Archie Bunkers, Jin neighbors <laughs> that they just hate. Edith. <laughs> Just talking shit about gins all the gins again. (laughs) Get the gins out of here. Just peering out his window, watching the gin be a jerk. (laughs) Just getting into zany conflicts with them and then realizing how how close they really are. (laughs) And realizing how similar they both really are. They're both giant assholes. (laughs) It's actually real good. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so that's our bit, <laughs> and much like Twenty One and Over, and we'll never ro- do it again. And the Rotten Tomatoes game, we will never do it again. <laughs> oh man! So uh, Women in Horror Month, 
Um, so next week is our Valentine's Day episode starring the lovely Barbara Crumpton. Yes. We will be watching – what are we watching? Well, uh, you told me to watch like four different things <laughs> and ended up watching two completely different ones. Uh, uh, Chopping, Chopping Mall, Mall yeah. and Reanimator. And Reanimator. Yeah. If you want to watch Castle Freak. Wait, are we not going to do Castle Freak? I mean I saw it, but we I don't know. Did you oh, watch oh, it? Oh, wait, wait. Are we only doing one Valentine episode? No, we're doing two. Okay. There's some other ones we can do. Oh, I want to do Castle Freak. You do want to do Castle Freak. Fuck yeah, I love Castle Freak. All right, so we'll save that. So we'll do, yeah. I like like how we're planning this on on the the actual podcast. little look inside the magic, except this usually happens in text. (laughs) And it's a mess. Uh, So Chopping Mall and Reanimator we will be discussing next week. So if you want to watch those, Reanimator is on Netflix. Chopping Mall is at your local video store on VHS. (laughs) I think it's actually on YouTube. Is it? I think so. I yeah. Know. Well, find it. Find it yourself, jerks. Yeah. And don't at yeah. <laughs> um and that's it. Women in Horror Month. Um I think it's a cool idea. There's so many great women out there in horror and uh we have some friends that are females, if you can believe that. We do? Yes. Uh so I'm going to plug them. The Girls in the Back Row, a podcast also on the Fangoria Podcast Network. They are cool and I like them. And we are going to be doing a show together with them. Probably, I don't know if it'll be simulcast type of thing or not, but you can just go check them out. They are like us. But do, we have, do we have a date on that yet? No. Yeah. I think it's in May. Um, oh, Jesus. Yeah. But it's creeping up. I think they, they record earlier, I think. So. Oh, yeah, you're telling me that. Yeah. So, <laughs> you mean they plan? Yes, like well in advance. <laughs> like they are like, yeah. And uh, they're good. And so check them out. And if you like us, you'll probably like them because it's basically um, we're very similar shows. Yeah. Just two gals talking about horror movies. Um, and also Kansas Bowling, who did an interview for the show. She's got her BC Butcher film coming out soon. It is available on Troma's On Demand service. She gave me all the details. I cannot find them. <laughs> Because I'm so well organized. I had, and we had so much extra time. <laughs> and I still couldn't do it. Um, but uh, you can check her out. Just search BC Butcher or go to Troma and you can find that out. It's not released to purchase yet. But if you – I think it's a subscription or something sure. for you, their VOD. But um, you can watch it there and you can follow her. She's on social media and stuff. And, yeah, she's uh, she's she's awesome. And uh, so thanks, Kansas. and. The girls in the back row, you guys are incredible. So that's yeah, that's it. Um, so yeah, that's it. Farewell, Toby. Farewell, guys. Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Should we announce our shirts? <laughs> I guess I just did. Yeah, we have shirts coming out probably. Um, <laughs> so when I'll, I'm going to try and we we want to do what you guys want though because. You will hopefully be the ones purchasing them. But basically, it'll be two phases. It's going to be I'll release some of our designs um, and see what you guys think, what you guys like the most. Uh, and then from there, we will launch a pre-order pretty shortly after that. It's not going to be a link, like a lingering thing just to kind of get a gauge of what you guys think. And then so check our Facebook page, facebook.com slash I hate horror. Is that what it is? I hate horror. Yeah. Yes. Facebook.com slash I hate horror. Um, so go there, check out the designs. I'll probably post them on Instagram and stuff too. And let us know what you think and which ones you like. And then we'll open up a pre-order 
And this first batch is probably going to be limited pretty close to that pre-order. We will buy some extras, um, but it's going to be limited. So when we launch the pre-order, if you like them, buy them. And they're going to be pretty cheap. So I'm not going to, we're not trying to, you know, 20 or under will be the price. Yeah. It might be even, yeah, it might be lower than 20, but 20 will be the absolute most I will charge you guys for it. So that's pretty cool. Um, so check that out, facebook.com slash I hate horror. Uh, I'm on Twitter at I hate horror show. I'm at Joe V421. What else? Rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. If you leave us a review, send me an email, I hate horror show at gmail.com. Oh, and I fixed our old email. So if you do send one to that, I will finally get it. <laughs> nice. Um, but send it to I hate horror show at gmail.com and uh, let us know you left a review and I will send you stickers in the mail with trading cards. A trading card. Not made of money. <laughs> ungrateful bastards uh anyway guys that's it do we have anything else to plug thanks harley poe nah. for allowing us to use his out song gorehound off the album pagan holiday yeah and that's it man i can't wait for our valentine's day episode yeah fun. that was a blast all right guys thank you so much uh for joe this is sean stay weird thank you adios